You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. What's going on, peoples, for the sake of YouTube and all that good shit? I'm going to go through the intro stuff. This is the Not Your Man's podcast. This is our Who's Man series, which has made a very strong comeback this year after we took like a year and change off from doing it. So shout out to that. Today, we got a good one. This is going to be a dope one. I'm John D. Contradiction. We got Reckless DWR and rapper, hip hopper, homie. Introduce yourself, sir. I am Tank McCoy. I'm that dude with the fucking mustache. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I uh, I started in Christian hip hop, and I kind of ventured my way into doing my own thing, my own lane this year. Um, and I have been a subscriber and a watcher of Nacho Man's for a long time. Not to, you know, not to, not to like, yeah, for a minute, bro. And uh, y'all, I appreciate everything y'all do. So, appreciate that. I mean, hey, you know how it is, like. We saw you, you, you sent us some stuff and I'm like, oh shit, this is dope. And it's, uh, you know how we get when it comes to certain new age stuff, it's, you know, we give, we either hate it or love it, you know? And you gave us this own twist, which I was like, yo, this dude's dope. He could sing, he could actually rap. He's spitting some real, real shit. But then when it like clicked, when you were like, oh yeah, you know, this is you know, a mixed model. That's when I'm like, yo, that's. That's a lot. Like you're that's food, medicine, and spirituality all mixed in, you know, this hip hop shit that we love. You know what I'm saying? Which is dope. Like a lot of people can't even can't even do something like original, let alone it's in that much depth. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I feel that way. Yeah, man, as far as like, you know, it was something that God had led me to. I I, bro, I had been doing music for a long time, dude. Um, was in Brooklyn from 2014 to 2016. Uh, I was more worried about looking like I was doing music out there. Mm. So, you know, like I was going to a lot of events and shit, but I really wasn't putting nothing out. Uh, came back in 2016, back to Florida. I had my daughter. And uh, yeah, from then, man, that's when I really started taking this thing seriously. I really started to see some growth in uh, the actual fans of my music. So, that's dope, man. That's dope. And I mean, it does take, you know, <laughs> what sometimes having a kid will light that fire, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people it'll yeah, come you know. fire out, but some people, yo, they're like, all right, it's go time now. Like I was already working, but it's go time. Overtime. <laughs> Overdrive. Yeah. Nah, man. Salute to that, man. Shout out to that, man. I want a daughter. I got a son. I got my I got a clone and he's a pain in the ass, but I want a daughter. I always want to hey, be a, a girl. Hey. It's gonna give you a daughter, bro. I'm just going. I'm look. I'm I'm one with God, bro. I'm prophesying. You gonna have a daughter, bro. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm not. No, I'm, man. I don't consider myself. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not religious only in the sense that I was telling Reckless earlier. I'm only not religious in a sense where I don't like to give things names from words made by men. I like to just feel things. I'm like an energy person. I know what morals feel like. I like to believe in like, you know, high powers and like beings and stuff like that. I just don't put a name or like certain things to it, but I do have a process. I do believe in spirituality. You know what I'm saying? hundred uh, percent, bro. And it's, um, it's kind of like, not to get biblical on y'all, but it's kind of like Paul told the Romans or the Greek, excuse me, back in the day. Paul was like, look, man, y'all worship something y'all don't know. Like, y'all got a statue out here that's talking about an unknown God. 
Mm. You worshiping, you worshiping God, regardless of any of that, man. I'm not gonna get too religious. I'm not big on religion, bro. Uh, actually, my brand is energy. No religion, just God. You know, like I, I, I'm not, I don't get big on man-made things, man. I just whatever God wants me to do about it, the direction of my energy. You know, I can appreciate, I can appreciate that. So, I sure if I took down all the religious shit I got in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Reckless, bro. What's up with you, man? Hey, no, yo, man. shout out to Reckless for being the newest member of Matching Man and for doing his shit the right way, bro. Like 100%, man. I've been, I've been keeping game. Reckless is super, super dope. He's a dope human. He's such a dope person. And like when I, like just over, like when he first found the page and seeing how he just showed mad love and support. And like when I realized, like, that's just how he is, because I'm like, bro. This dude has put me on to more people from like his neck of the woods than like anybody I've ever seen share their hood. Like we've had teams show up. We've had groups of people which have thriving communities and they don't even yeah. put this many people, as many people as he does. So I was just like, bro, this dude's work ethic is fantastic. Like, I love the way he's doing. I like that he puts everyone on. So I was like, bro, like, I let me join forces. I saw him doing something that I was interested in, you know, restarting for the page and i was like yo let me shoot him an idea and he was like yo let's do it and i'm like bro straight up and we've been we've been crushing these interviews bro we've been working yeah, really consistent now you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> all good i appreciate being here you know what I'm nah, saying? Bro. yeah hey i, I peeped the mexican flag in the background too so just real quick Whip out! Hey, for sure dude you know what i'm saying i gotta for my people yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%, bro. Like, I look nice again. So, you know, we pretty much family. Oh, yeah. You look like my deal, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, boy. Oh. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get into this interview. I want to know, how did you settle on your rap name, Tank McCoy? Is your real name Tank Williams? Oh, <laughs> nah, man. That's funny, bro. That's real funny. So, um, I'm a nerd, man. Uh, y'all can't tell because my mustache is so fucking dope. But honestly, bro, like... Facts. Bro, look, look, man. Look, Rexley, you should already know then, bro. That's why you asked the question, wasn't it? Man, look. So, oh, look, 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 look. John got the Dragon Ball, bro. So we, we, we need seven more, bro, so we can make it work. Anyway, um... Or six more, excuse me. Anyway, uh... But uh, as far as my name, man, I, I was a big nerd growing up. Man, I was a fat kid growing up, you know, before I turned into a tank. Boy, it was a hefty heifer. So uh, I ain't have no hoes or nothing back in the day. I had comic books. And my favorite series, man, is X-Men. Uh, and my favorite character in X-Men is the Beast. Beast. And a lot of people don't know this. Yeah, his name is Hank McCoy. Um, and once you know, once I entered into high school and I started playing ball and shit, we put putting some some muscle on. People started calling me Tank. So for a long time, bro, it was just Tank. Like that was my rap name. But it's like fucking twenty thousand tanks on Spotify, bro. So I had to, <laughs> I, I, I had to figure something up. Plus, you got a famous tank out here singing. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to sing. I'm not anywhere near close to his swag, so I'm like, I, I gotta differentiate myself. Yeah. So uh, it was really, I was like, it's funny too, man, because it was between, because I like Ant Man, so it was between Tank Tim and Tank McCoy, and I was just like, nah, bro, it's, it's Tank McCoy, bro. Like it rolls yeah. off the tongue better. It sounds. I like these better. Than 
yeah, you know that. Uh, really, yeah. That's why I specifically pull up the X Men one. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah, I think you. I think you, bro. I peep gay. <laughs> I see you records doing your research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the man. I just shoot shit. I just randomly shoot shit, shoot the shit. I talk my garbage. I'm <laughs> Reckless is like a professional. He's diving in on it, and I'm just like on the stoop and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Reckless is like a new Nardwar, yo. <laughs> Trying me, I, I watch every single one of his videos at least three times. <laughs> just yeah, you know, I enjoy the, the, uh, all the answers he talk about about every artist, which is why I try to do the same thing in my interviews. You know what I'm saying? That's why if you notice, I end up yeah, the same way he does. <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> Yep. So, uh, what made you decide uh, to pick up the pen in, in the first place? Like, was there a certain artist that influenced you, or like, you know, how did you first get into like, you know, just constructing music, music? Honestly, bro, y'all gonna laugh, man. Like, so, um, I I was like 11 years old, bro, and uh, Eight Mile came out, right? <laughs> and I was, yo, yo, I was like so hyped because, like, I had I, I always just in the end, bro, getting, you know, man, somebody who has less melanin than the rest of the brothers in my in my neighborhood, you know. I was always rocking with I was always rocking with M, man. So um Eight Mile came out, bro, and it was just like I was like, yo, I can do this. And I remember man like being eleven years old, being in the shower, bro, just watching my little boss that he dropped it and stuff. And I'm just like yo, straight up, I'm just like remembering bar for bar for bar for bar of my own like stuff I'm making up. And it was trash. Like obviously it was so trash. But it inspired. I was like, yo, I can remember this and I can rap it. And you rapping it to other 11 year olds. And they're like, yo, that's that heat. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it, gradually from there, um, a buddy of mine, he, he was like more on the more progressive side of the uptown. Um, so he, his parents had bought him a microphone and bought him, you know, it's like the basic studio equipment, like an M audio and stuff. Yeah, and uh, or whatever it was back then, it might even be two toners, but uh, I, I recorded like my first track when I was 11, and then it was trash, obviously. But from there, it was just like you know, it, it brought that fire inside me, like yo, I can do this, like, this is something tangible. So, it's fire, bro. Like, yeah, that's, that's 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 dope, man. It's good to like you got to get, you know, you got to want to work on something. Like that's the point of it being like a craft and like, yo, eight mile was, was so revolutionary, bro. Cause it was like, for me, my mom, that movie, you know what I'm saying? And like, imagine a mom enjoying a movie, a hip hop movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a yeah. hip movie. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. And my mom's was like, man, that was a good ass movie. And I'm like, yo, it really was like, it was so real. Cause it was like, you know, growing up the way, you know, a lot of us have grown up, we see, you know, just growing up in whether it's a terrible situation, a poor situation, whatever it was, seeing like someone get their own little piece of glory, even if it's on the underground, like that underground, like that real underdog story. It wasn't like, oh, he won the championship of the world and got a deal. This was like, this was like it was like, bro, it was, it was literally like he did something locally and then he yeah. decided like, I got a little bit of clout, so I'm gonna build off of this. And that was like, bro, like being 11 years old, bro. The fact when he was like, "Yo, mom, I'm just gonna cut this record myself." That's when it hit me. I was like, 
yo, like, yeah. so it really ain't no handouts out here. It's like, yo, we gotta, we gonna have to do this thing ourselves. Like, if we, if we wanted to do something tangible, and I, bro, I'm not anywhere near close to where I wanna be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would honestly say I peaked in 2019. I um, just, yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? Just with the Christian hip hop thing and like, I was rocking a lot with Razzilla, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, maybe y'all's audience might not know what that is, but it's like the Christian world stuff. And you know what I'm saying? We was doing multiple releases and like things were, things were strange, things were dope. And then like, it's, it's all the business. So it's like when my message started not really lining up with their message, and kind of, you know, it took its toll. And it's like, I realized that really at that point too, I was like, dang, like what I thought as a child, really holds true today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. That's one of the doper. We've had a lot of origin stories and a lot of come up things. That's one of the more doper. I like I like this this timeline that <laughs> you set up for us. I rock with this timeline. But yeah, that's peaking at 20. Crazy line, but I feel it took something from me. <laughs> took my creativity away. I just write sad rap. It was rough. <laughs> Moto Kyle, they said uh, they wanted me to let you know that they said was good. They wanted a little shout out. It says Moto Kyle. Oh man, what's up, Kyle? Man, hey, yo, let me tell y'all something about Kyle. Dude. Kyle is literally the most like yo, yeah, yeah. I don't know if y'all y'all rock with Tenacious D. Oh hell yeah, you know, you know they win. I've seen them live multiple times, bro. Hell yeah, they won. They won fairly. Yeah. That's Kyle, bro. Kyle, Kyle's my lead, bro. <laughs> my man, hey, yo, shout out Kyle, bro. Kyle's a real one, bro. For real, bro. That's dope. <laughs> that was good. That's dope. Cool. And uh, how, how, how did you, how did you decide to do Christian music? You know, you know, starting off in that scene. You know, saying in the first place. Um, well, I could say I started off really in secular. In 2018, I had an album, uh, Fatherhood, come out on all platforms. It did pretty good, you know, like a couple thousand streams. Um, what, nothing compared to what I've been doing since I made the, the transition. But, um, still, it was, uh, it was really, man, so, so, I used to tell a lot of um, 2015, I had my daughter. Sugar and candy. That's what happened? Yeah, sugar and candy, bro. Sugar and candy. That boogie sugar, son. But, yo, so. Sugar and candy. We're not glad at you. not getting nobody in trouble. Sugar and candy. Sugar and candy. That's all, yeah. So I used to, I used to do, not no more. So, like, we can't. Yeah, but, uh, in case my baby mama's watching, like, not no more. Man. We good, man. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but nah, like, but, but for real, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it was 2016, man. And I had just had my daughter. I remember, um, I was out all night. And I, bro, honestly, you know, I lay you down and I lay you records because I, I have not shared this with really anybody, but, um, but it was 2016, man. I came home from the bar. It was like four in the morning. I had like two bat, two rats in my pockets that I had made that night, and I was all excited because, like, you know, 
I, I had been sniffing all night, and I was like, I was really, I'm like, yo, I'm about to take my, my, my mouth tomorrow, my, my daughter off tomorrow, like, getting them everything they want, anything they need, but I was in line, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I got to the house, and my baby mama was exhausted, bro, like, passed out, dad, like, you know what I'm saying? There was a kid all day. So uh, my, my, my daughter was still a newborn. So I remember, man, like, my my daughter was bawling, bro, like bawling, dog, like crying, bloody murder, bro, and uh, and uh, I was just staring at her. I didn't want to pick her. I had been out all night selling uh, the sugar, you know, doing the sugar, and um, I was afraid that if I picked her up, maybe Rachel would be on my hand, or maybe something would fall out of my nose, or. Regardless, in some way she would ingest it. So I could not pick my daughter up. My crying daughter, I couldn't pick her up. I was sitting there staring at it, bro. And uh, I just kind of came to the conclusion where I was like, yo, like, you could be a drug dealer or you could be a dad, but you can't be both. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. So it was kind of like that, that turning point. And, and then like straight up from there, like, you know, I ain't changed like drastically. You know, I stopped selling, stopped selling, stopped using. Um, but it wasn't until my baby mama left me and uh, I got with my, my future ex-wife. <laughs> you know, we was together, but I got with her and she really kind of led me, led me uh, to the church. Um, I had always been raised Catholic, you know, but I ain't never went to church like that. Like, we went to church like twice a year, bro, like Christmas and Easter, maybe maybe three times for a wedding, you know. But um, but yeah, so we introduced into that culture, and then I was still doing like some debaucherous stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like I was still out here with sideways, and I was still out here like reckless with drinking, uh, reckless with smoking. Uh, not that I don't do those things, no. I'm just not reckless with them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was just, um, it was one of those things where my ex really kind of led me into the church, and then I realized, like, yo, like, this dude's out here that ain't corny that's making, like, Christian music. It's like, it's not corny, bro. It's like, like they out here with, like, a real message, and they out here with, like, it's deeper than just oh, like we have these set of rules we need to follow. You know what I'm saying? And like that's that's really what intrigued me, and really what got me going in that direction. And then when I learned about the love of God, man, and like just the uh, the power of that that's that's really what the love of God. I mean, we all got mixes. We all still have some things. You want to like got you a couple of like war, a couple of wars here and be able to talk like yo, I went through this, I went through this, and now I changed my ways. I had a reason to change something, and that led me to this. That's dope, bro. Like, shout out to you just being here to be able to express that you something. That's crazy. That's wild. Like the thought of that, bro. Like imagine like that where you can't even pick up your kid and it's like yo, shit like that is heavy like that's something that could change everything you know what i'm saying and to you for you know you made those changes bro even though hey man nobody's perfect but you still out here working on yourself bro that's what people forget people think that shit is 
one day big flip, but it's like, bro, it's one day at a time. <laughs> you know, continuous effort, but the continuous effort is appreciated. You know what I'm saying? And though being a Christian artist like has a lot of stigma in the mainstream media and in general on the streets and shit, she hearing anything related to that, it's just very corny in a lot of people's eyes. What's the thing is <laughs> Kirk Franklin fucked it up for everybody. Same <laughs> uh, <laughs> him. He's the biggest culprit. <laughs> bro, bro, as you're saying that, I'm hearing in my in the background like that, like no, 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 no. You know, I'm talking about like the. <laughs> But yeah, so so in in regards to that, like what's the biggest barrier, the real big barrier you think a Christian artist has to break it into any mainstream media or being popular at all without being seen in a negative tone? Uh, That's not the fact that, okay, so great question. Great question. So it's not that there's a problem breaking into mainstream. That's easily done. Avril Lavigne just did it. It's easy as hell to do that. The biggest thing is breaking into the mainstream yeah, yo, I'm just being real. The biggest <laughs> thing is breaking into mainstream and retaining your old fans. Because, man, if yeah. you ask any Christian artist, bro, it's like we're boxed in. Uh, creativity is, is kind of the fall, like, is the fall man to uh, being overtly related. Um, and, and really, man, it's like, it shouldn't be that way. Because at the end of the day, nobody is perfect. Bro, the only perfect person ever to walk the earth is Jesus. Um, yeah, if, if, if that's what you believe, you know what I'm saying? That's what I personally believe. Uh, the only perfect person to walk the earth is Jesus, man. And it's like, for us to be boxed in and not be able to express ourselves and not be able to, you know, address these, these feelings and these emotions that we have as humans, it's like, that's not good for anybody. So, Really, man, like I've kind of bypassed that, especially in this year, man. Like, y'all gonna see, I got a new a new track dropping on the 17th, Homegirl. And uh, it's just, it's honesty, man. It's like, it's, it's, it's a situation that I had went through when I, when me and my wife separated. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not Christian, but at the same time, it's not blasphemous or it's not taken away from my views or, uh, you know, how I see God. But the big, the biggest thing, man, wouldn't be it's easy to break into the mainstream. There's a lot of dope Christian artists, bro, and there's a lot of dope, like you know, sonically, sonically pleasing Christian artists. Uh, it's just the fact that a lot of people won't take that step because they don't want to lose their actual base. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to risk something new for what they already got. So something new for something old in that sense. And that's, I mean, that's the leitmotif of anything in this world, you know? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know what I'm saying? But I personally don't believe Yeah, because that, that sucks because you're putting, like, a lot of these artists, they put themselves in a cage, and it's like, for what? You know what I'm saying? And it, And it's, I mean, for me, it's a good and a bad, like... That sucks. I never want to see an artist not be able to express themselves. That's why I always tell art, like, there's always those artists that are like, you got to work your fan base. And it's like, yo, there's a good and a bad to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you work your fan base, yeah, but you're never going to, you're going to alienate all other potential fan bases. But also, one thing I do have to appreciate about that, the dark side of that shit is like when a lot of, you know, the stigma behind like the, you know, the Christian rappers or the religious rappers, I feel like it forces a lot of 
the doper artists to kind of just break their creativity barrier. Like they just have to just be that dope to literally like keep up and stay true to them. And like, there's, there's a few that I can, you know, like name that who just changed the game. Like NF, he still keeps his, he still keeps his message. He still keeps it himself, but he literally puts out some of the best like all around like the music sonics he goes fucking crazy and he can go from pop nf to you know radio rap to eminem type nf where he's dual you know personalities to like just rapping nf you know uh to add on to that bro it's like he he's got such the presence and such the confidence that he can make somebody like hop to sit there and rap about that yeah. I don't know if y'all heard that song. Yeah. Lost. Here, bro. The video. Uh, yeah. I, I was talking about the Boogie James. I'm like, oh. Yo, shit. My brother, what's up? Yeah, And there's people like him who change it. And then one of my, I think it was in 2018 or 2019 it dropped. But this dude from uh, the UK, uh, Ebenezer, he dropped like one of my favorite it was in my top five and everybody's like i don't even know this fucking dude i'm like yo listen to this album but he dropped this album 53 sundays and yo when i tell you the sonics the message but like also mixing it with like trap and hood shit is done flawlessly like it's full like it's done so well bro and like even the title track like the 53 sundays he's singing it with like a gospel i ain't been to church in about 53 sundays nigga like that shit is catchy and then he does a song where he's talking about glory but to all his niggas trapping trying to make it like it's fire bro but it's it's clean he don't go too far with it but it it's you know what I'm saying it it's not afraid like that's so he had to get in his creative bag and he had to just fucking do it and he did it you know what hey, i'm saying man. Uh, and that's what we need more of in, in, in my in my space, you know what I'm saying? Like in the CHH space, bro. It's like we got too many people with boxing themselves in, man. It's like that for me personally, that's not good for the genre, for the subgenre, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you're literally like you're literally acting as if we are all these robots that are perfect. And when scripture, like if you wanna you know what I'm saying, that's what you believe. Scripture blatantly preaches against that, bro. Like, we are all sinners. We're all unrighteous, bro. None of us are, are worthy. So, why are we acting like we are in our music? That shit don't make sense to me, bro. Exactly. It's never made sense to me, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. And it's that, it's that extreme control to, like, turn everyone to sheep that fucks up everything. And not just like the CHH, but like the hip hop community, bro. Like that's why we give those cookie cutter, you know, copy and paste dudes such a hard time. It's like, yo, like there's nothing stopping you from being original too. You just have to get there. You just have to be creative enough. Like you just have to add a little bit of your story. And these cats would rather get arrested for you know doing an interview where they tell their real life story and snitch on themselves then actually write some dope shit that involves their story it's crazy to me you know what i'm saying like crazy (laughs) (laughs) but 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 that that goes like you know hand in hand with the fact that everything is for clout everything is for social media everything is to elevate myself you know what i'm saying like it's not it's uh it's, it's not really about the art form anymore at this point yeah, it's just it's just 
to come up. But like that, and no matter, even if the scene is religious or has a certain set of morals or beliefs, that that type of shit will join. It will it will seep into that type of scene too, you know. And that sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it ruins. Yeah. Um, I have this. Uh, I want to run this by you because uh, one thing I noticed when it comes to like music and Christianity and like just Christian music in general is that people will love when an artist who is not a Christian artist will make a Christian song or song about Christianity, but they won't want to listen to an actual artist who is basically Christian hip hop, you know. And then also like there's certain artists who have been dope that will do the transition like you said to a different music but you know to, to being like christian music you know from the dope music they were and now they don't fuck with them at all you know they're the same you know same everything so what's your whole overall like you know take on that is it you think it's like it's a bad thing it's inevitable like we fuck it, or you think like it could be changed all right so breakfast bro you are Fucking A1, dog. Like, some good face off, bro. Like, 100%, bro. So, me personally, man, like, yo, like, you personally, uh, I feel like it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what I was saying before is that, like, people are afraid to not box themselves in. So, when you have a Christian audience that hears something that you know, outside of the norm of what they of what they like, like Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, yeah. Kanye caught so much flag for uh not not the uh not the Jesus is King. Actually like Jesus is rocking heavy. Yeah, but the one well nah, the one right after that, um was it? Uh, I forgot what it was called, bro, but it was the second album after, after uh, Jesus was King. And it was like, everybody's like, oh, well, he's got Travis Scott on there, and there's people cussing on his out. And it's like, bro, like, this man's still spreading the word of God, bro. And, like, he's still spreading yeah. the message. Yeah. He's in love, and it's like, but y'all getting hung up on this one thing, and then I, don't, I honestly don't feel like that's good. For the culture, um, you know, not even just hip hop culture in general, it's just like the Christian hip hop culture. It's like, oh, like we gotta realize, man, like we're not supposed to be one with the world, but at the same time, it's like, bro, like we are still interacting with the world, and some, some like some Christian artists is meant for people in the church. Not opposed to that, man. Like not opposed to that. That's your audience. That's cool, man. That's what you want to do. That's cool. But there's a lot of us Christian Christian artists that are trying to reach out to the world, bro. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like you know, like the fact of the matter is, like if you're reaching out to the world, man, like a lot of us come from there regardless. So it's like we know how to interact with those types of people, and that doesn't necessarily go down right with the church. You know what I'm saying? But what people fail to realize is that the church ain't the building. The church is the people within the building. And uh, they want to get so hung up on, you know, my pastor said this, my pastor said that, not realizing they pastor is man. And they pastor has his own bias. And, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, too, at the end, live the life. He's seen what he's seen, he's lived what he's lived. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you can't just X that out because of a title. And, you know, at the end of the day, he, you know, he, he could be any one of you that builds up the confidence to go down that path. (laughs) <laughs> regardless of your life. Uh, 
crazy. Bro, I mean, and, and to that point, to that point, man, it's like, I mean, not, you know, to get biblical about it, it's like, we are, as men, we are all pastors of our house. And it's like, so it's like, anybody has the ability to speak the word of God. Anybody has the ability to read and interpret and then relay that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shouldn't have a bearing on, like, on who you interact with. It shouldn't have a bearing on, you know what I'm saying? On, like, the audience that, you, that, that you're looking for, that, or the audience that you're trying to, to uh, you know, uh, excuse me. The audience that you're trying to connect with, for lack of better words. Yeah, no, it gets it gets crazy too. Hey, they go Lou saying what's good. Hey, what's up, homie? Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy too, cause like I've seen so I had a small small side story, but I had a run in. So I, you know, I mentioned before I'm not religious, but I do I read. I've read, you know, I've read the Quran, I've read scripture, you know what I'm saying? And I like to read just in an understanding sense, because like you can learn a lot about humankind, you know, just reading these things. And I, I love them as books, like I read these as scripture, you know what I'm saying? Not as scripture, but as books, like as literature, you know what I'm saying? And I like to reference a lot of that when I get into certain songs. I like to reference things, a lot of what I read. And I remember I had um I had put out a project with my homeboy and I just started dropping some references that of like certain things that I found interesting. And I got pressed by this dude who like, you know, he was big into, you know, he's very religious and he started coming at me with all this stuff. And he's like, oh, if you're sending this, what kind of message are you sending to that? And I'm like, bro, I'm not sending a bad message or whatever. I'm I'm referencing like the stuff that I like from, from the scriptures, but I'm not, I'm not saying nothing bad. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, it's bars and it's rap, but it's like, it's also, I'm telling a story that incorporates it. Now I got pressed and he, I, you know, he had went crazy and he was coming at me with a couple people. I'm like, bro, is this what their fans are like? Like, is this what that base is like? Like, imagine if I'm like a representative of, you know, spreading this word in that hip hop community. Like, are they that, you know, let's get the pitchforks and, <laughs> you know, the torches. Hey, let me, let me just tell you, man, look, bro, like, so I love all of my fans, man, but some of y'all need to sit lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just be real, bro. It's just, man, like, a lot of, like, it's just like a lot, a lot of Christian hip hop fans, bro, like, they're going to, they're going to look. And and they're not even listening to the music to listen for the message. They're listening to see what's incorrect with what you're saying. Yeah. And for me, bro, that's a that's a hard issue, bro. Yeah. Like not to say that we shouldn't be, you know, biblically correct or 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 you know, uh, perpetuating what we believe. Yeah. But it's like for you to be actively just listening to correct or actively listening to speak like you know like. Uh, invalidation it's like bro that's not stop listening to my music (laughs) that is like it's negative that it's like you just that energy could make someone who was like I was interested in what he was rapping about uh, let me look into this let me learn something but then they see that fan and it's like um I'm gonna back off and it's like oh you're alienating so many people with just terrible energy for what <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For uh, what? Uh, bro, and that's why I don't get I don't get hung up on 
if it's not blasphemous though, you know what I'm saying? If it's not like like directly against God or like directly against whatever God talks about, if it's just about the human experience, bro, it's, we all like bro, we all go through things like that challenging, bro. Like regardless if we have God or not, bro, there's a lot of challenging things in life, man, that we deal with, bro. Even from adolescence, it's like just a lot of trauma and there's a lot of bullshit that comes with this life and like we supposed to unify on that, not divide on that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's always been not to say that, you know, I have no beef with Christian hip hop, I have no beef with anybody in the space. You know, I love everybody in in, in we got a small community, you know what I'm saying? It's a small but loyal community until we go outside that box. And then you'll find there is some people outside the box that's like, yo, welcome in and that's on that same wave that same wavelength, but it's just man, we gotta be better, bro. We gotta be better. Like the world I always say it like this, man, the world is full of so much hatred and so much fight and so much bullshit, but they can unify better than we can in the church, man. And that shit never made sense to me, bro. It never made sense to me. It's like if you was if you was raised outside of the suburban church, you're a fucking heathen. Excuse my language, but it's just like that's how. I'm, and I'm just like, bro, like, y'all realize this church in the hood too, right? Like, y'all <laughs> <laughs> we forget that shit. Really, they were going every morning when they were kids <laughs> or <Every> Sunday. <laughs> Yo, shout out to my so my my auntie. She a pastor. She she do a thing. But when I was young, she used to take me to her church. And her church was like you know it's like the black church you see on TV. Everybody was super talented, singing piano. It was always breaking into song, and I always loved it. And my mom's always had beef with it. She would take me to like the humming churches, like the ho oh, oh. and it was a uh, yeah. Me, I was like, I go to. Oh man, I was. I used to be scared of it. I still, you know, I used to be like, yo, this is terrifying. But my mom used to always hate my aunt's church. But to me, it always blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know nobody at your church. Like my aunt's church, like we see them at gather at parties. Like they're they, they're still in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, they're still in my, they're pretty much in my head. It was family, and I'm like, so you can't just judge other churches without like you know. No, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what this other church is like. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It's like, bro, you got to figure, it's like, everybody want to talk about, like, oh, uh, in, like, the Christian perspective, it's like, oh, the the world is this and the world is that. It's like, bro, we got a different church on every block, bro. Like, it's like, like, y'all talking about how, oh, the world is so divided. It's like, we can't even get together and enjoy each other's company without somebody having a disagreement about an issue that is not, like, if you're a Christian, bro, there is so many like secondhand issues that divide people, and it's like people in the world get along better with their secondhand issues. But we like you mad because one person <laughs> believes that God is three people, and one person believes that God is that is one person that comes in three forms, and it's like, bro, none of that matters, bro. Like it's like, bro, if you if you believe Jesus died and rose for our sins, rose on the third day. You know what I'm saying? It's like we done, bro. Like all that secondary stuff, man. It's like it's not important, bro. Like that's just meant for the vibe, man. It's like yeah. I don't know, man. But I, I definitely feel you on that, bro. Because it's all, like that's one of the secondary issues, like how people worship. It's like 
there's a there's a part in the Bible that says to you know uh, worship to yourself, worship in your uh, pray to yourself, pray in private, and there and there's an, another verse that talks about letting your prayers and your worship and, and your supplications be known amongst men. So what does that mean? Oh, one side's right, one side's wrong. No, it means both is right, bro. Stop being so hung up on bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it's the reason why people can't get along with other religions too. Like people, oh, I don't. You're a Jew, or you're a Muslim, or you're not this. It's just like y'all. It's like we're all just worshiping God in our own way, you know. Sure. The best way I've been described is like we. It's like we all order a pizza and we're all arguing about who's delivering the pizza to us and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not necessary. We all want pizza. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it's crazy. I'll be telling people like I, you know, I say this a lot just to like when people want to discuss like different religions and stuff, and I'm like, bro. In almost all different types of forms of religious scriptures, they give shout outs to each other, man. Like, stop yeah. you know, they give- shout out Jesus like hella times. Yeah, mad times. I'm like, bro, they give a shout outs to I, each other. I, I, love, I love y'all. I love y'all. But, uh, yeah, the Quran shouts out Jesus as a prophet. Yeah, it the says prophet. that it's a sin. It's a sin to call him the son of uh, the son of God. But regardless of any of that, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, the Bible has some diss tracks too, dog. You know what I'm saying? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, look, 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 I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get into like you know that. that. I'll pull it up. It's right over here. <laughs> no, I just play. <laughs> uh, we lost. My bad, bro. Oh, my bad, bro. My bad, bro. My bad, bro. I, said, I told you I'm a pos, bro. Regardless, um, I'm not gonna get into the heavy handedness of it. I'm just gonna say, like, whatever anyone wants to believe, man, that's cool. I'm just gonna let my music show what I believe. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna express my beliefs that way, and I'm not gonna hate on anybody that don't believe the way I believe, bro. It's like, I'm gonna try to lead you to Christ. I, I do believe personally, the only way to be saved is Christ, but that being said, bro, like. That don't mean I discredit everybody and everyone's opinion, bro. Like, I've never entered a situation believing I'm the teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always something to be learned from someone, no matter what their background is. Like, there's always something to be learned, bro. No, definitely. You know, every single religion basically, like, it's about being good people, treating, you know, your neighbor with respect and love, you know, don't steal, don't kill. Or just being a good around person, you know, just kind of taking those values and stop apple picking the stuff we don't want to, uh, we don't like. And, you know, and just focusing on hating that and shaming somebody because of that one specific thing when it's just like, no, like the news. <laughs> sounds like the news. <laughs> Basically the news. It's, it's really, maybe the news got the format from them, but, uh, <laughs> like, uh <laughs> but yeah, for real, like, we, we got to, the main message is just focus on just being a better person. Like Christ wanted us to be, you know what I'm saying? Be a community to praise, you know, be happy in our religion, our faith, and just, you know, be happy with the world. That's all we really want to do. You know, yeah. <laughs> It's a fact. I saw a meme where it was like a Christian lady and then like a, a lady in a hijab saying, and they had their, their both their books out. And it says, oh, look, it says you're going to hell. It says, oh, see you too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like. And you know that person who wrote that meme believes in some other, believes in a religion himself, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's picking the religion that doesn't exist. He's atheist. <laughs> you know, atheists always want to talk that dumb shit, but it's like, yo, you're basically picking a religion that you think doesn't exist, but exists because you know there has to be one. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Uh, so, man, everybody, at the end of the day, man, uh, most people believe in their own theology. 
even if you label yourself as a Christian, even if you label yourself as a Muslim, it's like nobody's theology lines up 100 percent, bro. And uh, I don't think God is condemning for that because we're human, we're flawed, bro. Like we are flawed individuals, man. And uh, if you believe what I believe, that's the reason you came back to die for it, man. It's like we we know that God knows we're flawed. God knows we need a way to redeem ourselves. So I'm not gonna get hung up on all all the trivial bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just gonna live my life for him. I'm gonna live my life uh to the best of my ability to serve my brother and my sister. Uh, you know, not metaphysically, but my brother and my sister, you know, in the world, anybody, any any female, any male, man, anybody I encounter, bro, that's not even like minded, bro. Just anybody that, you know, has a good heart, man, and, and want uh Bene- like to, there to be a beneficial effort to mankind. I'm a rock with that. Um, I want to get back into the music top uh, side of the business. You know what I'm saying? I want to know your top five favorite artists, favorite rappers. Ooh, we going to that already? Oh, yeah. Five. yeah. <laughs> you just don't like five. them. I got half five of them. Five. Oh, man. All right. No, nah, we could, we could. All right, so yeah, I'm probably not gonna know any of these artists, but uh, yeah, <laughs> let's have uh, a. Uh, yeah, 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 I know some. Yeah. So I mean, bro, number one, first and foremost, bro, like most like influential artists to me, bro, is pop. Like, uh, uh, you know I don't. Know, know. Like, I know that guy. I think I think. Who's pop? Who's pop? Yeah, but it's uh. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember my like one of the first albums I've ever had moved on to my iPod like that, that old school like pop straight like like the double C D the double press, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh so definitely pop man, but then like once I kinda made the yeah, transference into Christian hip hop, man, like I would say McCray was like one of my biggest influences. Andy Min- yeah, man, Andy Minio, bro, like, his newer stuff, like, from 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 his EP, The Sword, and then on, everything but before that, I was like, this is trash. But I was like, okay, but he's, he's become a whole new person. His last, like, three releases have been... Bro, I'm saying, bro, it's like, so, so it'll be Minio, Pop, Lecrae, uh, definitely, man, like, Paris Perez, I don't know if y'all know him, but if you don't know him, bro, go listen to him, bro. Paris, man, like, on the same way, bro, it's like, he, he, he's not going to compromise his face, but he's not going to compromise where he came from either, bro. It's just like, you can hear it in the music. And then, uh, lastly, man, honestly, bro, I... Like me personally, I I would have to literally say him, bro. Just because he got me started, bro. you know what I'm saying? Like he got me started. Not even like 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 yo, honestly, M. If you watching this ever, if it's like 50 years from now, and I'm famous. If you watch this interview, like don't disrespect me, but the new music is trash. So like, I don't like the whole spiritual miracle, 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 spiritual. So, delivery. <laughs> that's not for me, bro. Like. <laughs> it's, there's something about it. It's like, bro, like 
the way he's delivering his stuff now, there is no soul. He sounds like that dude who just thinks they're a dope rapper because they're rhyming words. And it's like, bro, we need that sauce. We need that flow. Like, we need you to come at us, bro. It's like, to me, it's not, I don't think it's trash, trash. But if you compared it to his other stuff, it's trash. But to me, it's just, it's, it's okay. It like a regular. It sounds like that. Sounds like the old dude that's like was like really good at rapping back in the day. Oh yo, also by the way, man, y'all probably never had this happen before, but I'm about to say the piece right here on the live. Oh, like, a snuff, yo, it's happening. I'm sorry, bro. We're going. This is like, like this is like an actual yeah. app like this. You have one beer, and dude. There's dating apps like this. What the hell? <laughs> Gonna get us blocked on Twitch. You know, yeah, I'm thinking about two, you know, because anymore than that, I'm just having fun. It is what it is. You gotta break the seal, you gotta break the seal. <laughs> Everybody got to bleed and tell us about it, bro. We all got to bleed the lizard from time to time. <laughs> but not you. Only I, I'm not no gross ass nigga, so I got to wash my hands, bro. I'm not a dirty nigga, bro. So, like. <laughs> hey, PSA. Good, PSA for those in the pandemic right now is wash your hands. It's a very. Wash your hands, dog. Why the fuck are y'all just now washing y'all hands? No. Like, You'd be surprised. That should have been, been washing our hands forever. Not because of COVID. Yeah. What's mad funny when this when the when the pandemic started to like really go down at my job? So I'm always like a germ. I'm like I'm at work, I'm like, nah, I'm a germaphobe. I always had a big thing of fucking sanitizer. I'm always washing my hands. And I always have baby wipes and everybody's always judge me. And when that shit happened and I was like, you nasty. When we went to go clear our desk, I'm like, you all are nasty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Peter, that's nasty. Every German film must feel so validated now. Like y'all laughed at me, yep. but look at you now. <laughs> yep. Look at you now. <laughs> oh, that's great, bro. So, you have a new project out called The White Space. Talk about the process of making that project. That's a really solid, pretty solid piece right there, bro. Yes, sir. Green check. Uh, appreciate yeah. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Um, so the white space really uh just to kind of get a breakdown, man. Uh, my brother DT, uh, just called me DT, another Christian artist, but kind of same wavelength as me. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna talk about what he's gonna talk about. Uh he really he explained to me, um, he told me, yo, the white face is the negative part or the part unused in a painting or, or anything that's written. So it's like that, that blank space that you don't use. But it's still necessary to show the whole picture. It's still necessary to understand what's going on. So uh, another artist actually had explained it to me as, uh, as like the negative. Um so for me, man, the white face really was looking to that that uh, like negative, uh, that necessary, excuse me, necessary uncertainty that is the divorce between my wife and myself. Um, you know, we got we got two kids together. 
and it just really it really caught me by surprise, man. So, um, because this was like somebody that had always liked with me, like you know, we didn't we was in counseling, like I was doing everything to to kind of make it work, and it still didn't. So, the white space really is just uh, a culmination of you know how I felt during the time as opposed to how I felt after the time. Um, and then it highlights certain situations that happen within our relationship. Um, certain things that happen with me losing my kids for that time period. I praise God I've been, uh, it was been restoration with all my children, uh, even my oldest. Um, but I mean, it was, uh, it was a year in the making, bro. And, uh, the funny thing that a lot of people don't realize, man, is like it was a year in the making in 2020. Like I had, and there's there's so many songs that didn't make it. It wasn't supposed to be an EP. It was supposed to be an album. It was like a it was like a 15 track album. And I still, yeah, man, I still got all the tracks written. Um, it was just I came to the conclusion that a lot of the songs is, is, is really spiteful and kind of against what what I'm trying to promote. Um, not even like being boxed into the genre, like what I was talking about earlier, but more so just that I was I was running off emotion a lot more than I was off of um, actual intellect. And you know, there, it's, it's it's always a two uh, two sided street, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? She did her stuff. But I did my stuff too, man. Like I'm not perfect. So a lot of the tracks uh, that were more like bashing her, I, I decided to just kind of take off. Um, but that being said, it's uh, it's really just my experience, man, and then my reconciliation with that experience. Uh, and for sure, you know, we have like forty thousand streams right now, fifty thousand streams on the on the, on the on the whole project, you know. So it's straight. It's not. It's definitely not like my best. Like for me personally, it's my favorite work, but it's not my best. Like uh, commercial, my best work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, I don't want to. It was. It was mainly for closing, man. Like I dropped it, and you know, I listened to it for like a month, and I was like, yeah, this. You know. This is a chapter that's ended in my life. Um, so it was dope, man. And then also the response that I've gotten from a lot of Christian brothers that like are going through a similar experience, you know, like that that's been super beneficial to me. And I hopefully beneficial to them as well, not just, you know, them verbally like letting me know that like, you know what I'm saying? Like hopefully it really it really did impact them. Um because it, it impacted me, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, man, it's, it's one of those things. Now, other than the white space, if we if we want to, you know, fast forward from 2020, 2021 to twenty twenty two, your boy is dropping a new track called Homegirl, uh, February seventeenth, and. Uh, yeah, it kind of highlights the post, like the, the aftermath of all of that, you know, like uh, <laughs> just some just some fallout that happened after uh, after the, the divorce was finalized and separation was finalized and all that, you know. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, go ahead, homegirl. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, what what inspired the cover? It's a very interesting cover. It's very like abstract looking. Like what what, what was the uh, inspiration behind it? So in SSG, the inspiration man is in the whole situation and works. But the uh, I guess the summary or uh, or the way to, to summarize the, the artwork would be that when you look at the artwork, you see that. Uh, there's a, a known no face, <laughs> a uh, blurred face individual leading my two children into this like negative space, into this white space, and it's uh, it's it's mainly meant to be derivative of the fact that my ex kind of pulled us into this situation to where you know into this white space, into this necessary uncertainty. So the the picture on the artwork is my ex-wife, uh, boy, her face, you know what I'm saying? But she was the one that kind of was the catalyst to all of this. And so I only seemed right and suitable that, you know, I, w- I would make it that way, you know what I'm saying? So in, in the artwork, it's her pulling everybody into this white space and that's very crazy. Oh, yeah, so that's why you know. I mean, it really does look like it. I see, like you know, how everything's just like going hella crazy away, and then just the big old whiteness is just like you know. I can, I can see it's really reflective of what you're trying to uh, convey with that. Uh, what's your favorite song on the project? Bio, bio, all day, bro. Like, and then and this, and, you know, me and John have talked about this actually in private. Like, I kind of rushed the project, man. Like this year is not gonna be the same. We gonna have video releases with single releases and stuff. But I really wanted to like I had a great idea for the bio video. I had a great idea for uh, cowgirl video. Like, but it was it was more just I was like, yo, I gotta get this off my chest. I gotta forget about it. So I kind of got it out there. You know what I'm saying? I put I put I put the album out there, and uh, from there, man, I was just like, you know what I'm saying? What's next? Like, I don't want to dwell on this. It's, it's, like I said, man, the album was made in 2020. We got back together, and I, you know, this was just sitting in the boat. You know, I was still making other music, and then like he ended up leaving me again. And I was just like, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's why, right? <laughs> got in the cut. Fire the cannons. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, hey, any music you have, even if you don't want to drop it now, you know, no matter what life comes, you know, it may be a different, better time to put out that music and see, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. And uh, so, what's next after this project? What's that next? Yeah, man. So, so uh, like I said, man, I got Homegirl uh, on February 17th dropping. Uh, after that, man, like this year's gonna be all singles, bro. Like, don't expect no projects to say. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming out with no project. Um, other than, oh, no, nah, I just lied to you. <laughs> 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 oh, all right, so, so I have a collab project coming with my brother A Dub White. Uh, it's gonna be called White vs. Green. Um, it's kind of like a play on the Red Meat Green and the Power Ranger. John already knows. John already knows. But uh, yeah, but this is this project actually gonna be more focused around the Power Ranger. Uh, you know, the the Power Ranger stigma. Like it's gonna actually be. It's not gonna be one track and then a bunch of filler, right? <laughs> uh, regardless. Um, so I got that coming out with A Dub White. That'll be yeah, probably like middle middle of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. 
probably like maybe even like August, like towards the end of the year. Uh, I mean, other than that, man, I wanna uh, I, I wanna really just focus on singles. I wanna focus on kind of rebranding. Um, kind of focus on like understanding who I want to be as an artist and not being boxed in, like how we talked about earlier, you know? Like, and not the same way music going to lose any any crypto or any godliness or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, I want to reevaluate why I'm doing this. Um, yeah, and then also at the same time, man, I've got a whole... Look, y'all, y'all literally the first people to ever hear about this man. So, you know, let's see how I got like five charts right now in the vault. That's like a country hip hop like fusion. Well, okay. So, experimental. To be honest, bro. I can see it. Yeah, no, nah, that's a hundred percent. That's why you see right down here. You see it say Tank Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah so, that's all I'm worried about that. All right, yeah, I see that in my notes. <laughs> yeah, man, worry about it. Just, uh, just expect, just expect there to be like a little five, six track EP. As, uh, man, probably towards December, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I want to knock out, I want to get what I really want to do out first, but it's, 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 it's about time, bro. I got so many tracks right now for the album or for the EP. It's like, yeah. And it's, it's something that I've never I've never seen done, bro. Like you know, other than the corny, like with like Lil Nas X and shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like what I'm doing is like I'm trying to really bring like hip hop and country together, bro. So, jelly roll. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> jelly roll. Jelly, jelly roll had like like rapping on his tracks. It'd be next level. Cause I fuck with Jelly, jelly Roll. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, you know, you know he's from Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Bro, yo, I, so this the dude. It's a cat I came up with, man. I'm um, Bradenton, bro. And I was like, you know, cause like, so just uh, touch base on like how I grew up. I grew up in the suburbs and I grew up in the hood. When I was in the hood, I was in Bradenton. When I was in the suburbs, I was with my grandparents in Brandon, which is like a suburb outside of Tampa. So it's like I, you know, I grew up with uh, both sides of the spectrum, which I praise God for. Cause honestly, nah, 100%, bro. You, you understand? And, and, and honestly, the more genuine people I've met have always been in the hood. Regardless of that, um, so there's a dude that I came up with called Big Diesel. He don't really make rap or music no more, but uh, he had a release with Jelly Roll back in the day. Like way back in the day, like 2014, 2013, bro. Before, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, so I had met Jelly Roll through that. And, like, dude, real humble dude, real cool dude. And then from there, um, these were the song with Lil White. And then, you know, I met Lil White through there and stuff. And it's like, it's just, man, that's a specific genre, bro. And it's like when I want to tap into, like, 100%. Because it's, Ready for that. Yeah. A, matter of fact, bro, yo, after after this whole interview's done, John, I'm gonna send you a couple of Google Drive links, bro. Yeah, you know I like yeah, to you. you know me. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it, babe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at that, man. Yo, reckless. How many questions you got before I ask my finale question? Oh, I just got one last question on my end. Um how do you get your mustache to be that clean? <laughs> What do you use? What is the secret? Bro, I'm going to tell you, man. I'm going to tell you the way that I tell everybody else, man. You got to train it, okay? Just like a good female, 
you gotta train it, right? What you want it to do, you gotta train it to do. Right? That's that's really like bigotry. Bigot, bigot, that's like some bigotry, bro. Let me let me let me rephrase that. It's like a dog. Yeah, that's pretty sexist, bro. Jorgen <laughs> already got in trouble for his past, so you don't want to get in trouble for that. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sexist tip. Let me timestamp this. We believe in this. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he? I'm not a human being because <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> There's no comparison between dogs and females. I'm just saying. Yeah, I've seen some gimps, man, and they ain't all female. You know, they can be trained. Oh, Lord. They can be oh, trained Lord. like a motherfucker. Oh, Lord. But yeah, man, it's like literally, bro, you get a brush, you just kind of brush your, brush your brush size out. You, know, you got to be able to grow. See, I can't grow here on my head, so I grow on my face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now it's on my yeah, now it's on my face. I gotta tell what to do, man. I'm like, yo, I want you to go this way. I want you to go this way. You're, you're, the sudden, I look like Jack Sparrow in this month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, bro. That's what Luke came in and said. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Shit, what's up? No, grow that. I can't go my like that. <laughs> yo, and it's like not you know, real quick, just a plug, like I am a part of the Christian Hip Hop Collective called Hillside Society. Um Couple artists in there doing way bigger things than I've done. Uh, Jack Soul, just call me DT. Uh, RIP to my brother Biz that just passed away. He was a hip hop as well. Um, but uh, you know, Biz's biggest thing, man. Before he passed away, he used to always say like, "Cause you know, I mean, you know this more than anybody, John. I made sad boy music." A lot, right? So, <laughs> so, but you respect it, you know. I respect, you know what I'm saying. We we both vibe on that same wavelength. But uh, my brother Biz always used to tell me, man, like, yo, we need swashbuckling tank. We need that pirate tank energy, bro. So uh, that being said, man, just y'all should just expect a lot of that in 2022, bro. A lot of swashbuckling tank in 2022. Yo, in memory of my brother Biz, 100. John, you got your question? Oh, so I like to end with this question. I sometimes I forget, but it's just kind of a. To give people an insight, I like to hear what people think. But I know you've been rocking the page for a minute. But what's your thoughts on the page? Do you think the shit that mm-hmm. chaos, the hip hop Honestly, bro, I have no idea what you just said. Hey, I re- uh, he, he took off his head. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> All right, there we go. Now, the question. I was gonna say, what do you think of the page? Like, do you think it's something? What do you think of the chaos that Master Man brings to hip hop? You're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, honestly, bro, the page, man, like it's been a godsend, bro. Like, it's like, yo, it's like no, nobody, uh, nobody's doing what y'all is doing, bro. And that's 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 really what I respect the most is because it's like either you got straight haters or you got straight like dick riders for like like a better terminology. And it's like, bro, it's like the realism and just the 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 aspect of like, yo, we're gonna tell you how it is, when it is, where it is. It's like, man, I've respected that the most, bro. Like. 
We ain't just gonna give you clout because you got a little blue check next to your name. We ain't just gonna, you know what I'm saying? We ain't just gonna turn up because because you got a little bit of a following or whatever. It's like, no, nah, we're gonna give you our real honest opinion. And even when I've disagreed with that opinion, it's still refreshing to know yeah. that it's there. You know what I'm saying? That that's, that's the, re- the realism of the situation. So for me, man, Not Your Man's has really just been one of them things, one of them pages that I'm like, yo, I can invest in this. Like, I can, I, I can constantly come back to this. And, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, even people, like, you know what I'm saying? Even people on Not Your Man's that might have a discrepancy against my social genre or whatever, it's like, y'all still right with y'all, bro, because y'all telling me y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, your honest opinion. It's like, I got people in CHH that are telling me I'm dope to my face. And Christian Hip Hop that are telling me I'm dope to my face, but then turn around and tell the next artist, like, yeah, he's like, he's baby. And it's like, bro, it's like, I just, I like consistency, man. And, and y'all always been consistent, bro. So. Yeah, I, I feel like it needs that. I feel like we're so blinded by the fake and the clout and all that. that really, like, I'll tell an artist, this is trash. And then when I interviewed him, I go, so that trash album, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go and say it was dope or like, I like it. I'll be like, I was be like, yo, go with me. If I didn't like it, I would like the same energy. Like, I would like that same energy. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to kill nobody. I'm just super vet and I want to understand that this is this is looking that they're in. There are people are gonna love it. People are gonna be right in the middle. It's like it is what it is. All that hip hop talk stuff, man. Let people know. Wait, no, I can't wait. Wait, hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you didn't hear anything we said in like the last like whole thing. <laughs> I, I would have heard music. I was like, holy shit, he's going off and he's like, hey, <laughs> Do your hip I'm trash. I'm trash. Cause like after that, after that last comment from John, I've not heard a thing. Okay. I like, told you. I lay y'all. Yeah. Like we good, bro. We were gonna out. We were gonna say close it out. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah, Norwood says, you know, anything you want to add? Look, I'm just seeing y'all using a lot of hand movements right now, so like I can't hear nothing. So I'm gonna just assume that y'all are saying like, yo. Take is amazing. Uh, I'm gonna just say, like, yo, I love y'all. 100% 100% man, I appreciate the interview. Y'all have been fucking fantastic, bro. Always, man. Y'all always have a place in my heart. Um, y'all can hear me, I can't hear y'all. So, directly, just keep shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. okay, we good, man. We, we, we great. I love y'all boys, man. Yo, thank you for the interview. Uh, thank you for getting my insight. And, uh, yeah, man, we're gonna, we're gonna rock, bro. We're gonna rock, man. It's a lot of things coming in 2022, bro. So, you gotta be on the lookout. Hey, no doubt. Yeah, man. We appreciate everybody joining in, man. Y'all have a good night. Peace. <laughs>